Okay, stand by here. Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the country. I pride myself of being the Alabama of sports talk uh, universe. I pride myself to be the Tom Brady of sports talk uh, world there. Got my new uh, tie on. Uh, I got uh, my friends at ABC. It was a birthday gift through Amazon. I got a new tie. got the, the jacket dry cleaned. Uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to dress like the best. You got to dress for what you, the job you want, not the job you have. Okay. And so tonight's program, everybody, I'm going to talk about the NFC North. I have an upset, Travis, uh, my man out of Wisconsin. Uh, my my friend, Miss um, Roof, she's out of Milwaukee. I've got a I've got a surprise winner for the NFC North, and it's not the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I studied all sun most Sunday afternoon, folks. I spent dealing with um, writing notes, studying the NFC North. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to tackle the NFC South on Thursday, and then next week get into some of the more difficult divisions. Perhaps the NFC West, uh, the AFC South. Uh, so we're getting closer to the league now. Two weeks from Thursday, everybody. Two weeks from Thursday will be the Dallas Cowboys and the. Tampa Bay Bucks. Hopefully, Dak Prescott will be practicing, and uh, we'll get a chance to see him. Uh, one week from Thursday will be uh, the college football season. Now, listen, I like that Minnesota Ohio State game. I think that's going to be a really good game there. I think it's going to be close. It's at Minnesota. I think it's going to be a sold out arena uh, stadium there. Going to be packed up to the Raptors. So I, I do think that um, that's going to be a great weekend. Now, that's Labor Day weekend. I can't wait for Labor Day weekend. It, it, it is huge. Love Labor Day weekend. Every time I hear that song, Come Monday, by Jimmy Buffett, I think about Labor Day weekend, which is the start of college, and ultimately a week from the NFL. Now, listen, this week is the last week of the NFL. Then it gives the players a week off. I thought that was genius by the NFL, by the way, to uh, have that last week off in the preseason. I'm not paying attention to preseason football, third and fourth stringers in the fourth. I mean, I'm watching college football starts. We've got Clemson in Georgia this weekend, Miami and Alabama. Uh, some really good. Well, that Clemson, Georgia, Wisconsin folks and Penn State play this weekend. So our uh, Labor Day, which is next week. I cannot wait. I actually have Labor Day off on my day job. So going to talk about the NFC North, of course. Uh, going to go into uh, other news and notes around the NFL. But first, but first, 
let me let me say this. You know, you hear a lot of coach talk. Uh, you you hear sports talk people make fun of the word cl- the sh- cliches, uh, platitudes. He's doing a really good job. We got to do this to get better. Uh, we got to pick ourselves up. All those cliches and everything. And you hear it a lot, and a lot of it is just coaches trying to talk up their players. Uh, everybody's had the best draft. Uh, it's a quarterback battle when it's not a quarterback battle. Uh, for instance, going back to 2012, I remember Matt Flynn. He was a free agent. Guys last game threw six touchdowns uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And I remember he was a backup for Aaron Rodgers for a few years. And Rodgers just won a Super Bowl. And he got $19 million three-year deal. This was nine years ago, folks. Uh, $19 million three-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. And they drafted a guy in the third round from a running football team named Russell Wilson. And I remember watching and reading about that battle. Supposedly, I thought it was such garbage uh, that the writers were saying that Pete Carroll really likes this third-round pick out of Wisconsin. And I'm thinking, you paid this guy uh, three-year $19 million. I want to say $10 million was guaranteed. There's no way under the sun that this guy is going to start. He, he started with his flashes in preseason. You know, Brian, that watches the program from Trudeau, my friend Brian said, uh, what do you think about preseason? What can you take in the preseason? Uh, as far as preseason games are concerned about the score, that's nothing. That That is backups versus backups. Not a lot of scheming, okay? Uh Detroit went 4-0 one year. And uh, 2008, they lost every single game that year. Okay? Uh, The Ravens went 19-0. They have the longest preseason winning streak. They've won one Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Okay? So it doesn't mean anything. Uh, It's really... But what it does mean is, is, is how, how are your young players catching on to the game? Uh, Rossanu, I'm probably butchering this guy. Defensive end for Buffalo. Two sacks already, two games. He's called up to the NFL game, okay? Uh, I'm going to get into Zach Wilson. But five, uh, five years ago, folks, there was a guy, a third, fourth round pick out of Mississippi State. Dak Prescott looked good. Everybody's saying it's preseason this, it's preseason that. There's a battle. Uh, Then we hear that Tony Romo hurts his back. What do you know? This guy takes over the rings. They go 13-3. and Of course, they, you know, got put out um, in the divisional game by Aaron Rodgers. But 
the rest is history. Now he signed a new contract with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. We thought that was platitudes. We thought that Russell Wilson was a platitude. I say that because if you take, if you take all the hype away from these quarterbacks that are in the preseason right now, if you take them all away, if you if you don't know that that um, that uh, Trevor Lawrence is a national championship uh, six foot six specimen out of uh, Clemson pickles, and you just put him out there, nobody knows him from a hole in the ground, and then you take Justin Fields, not a uh, national champion, uh, a playoff contender, top five star recruit. Uh, from uh, Ohio State, you take him out and you just put blank jersey, blank stat sheet, and then you take six-foot-tall BYU guy who was drafted to one of the worst franchises in the NFL, and you put all their stats beside each other. And I didn't even mention the guy um, Trey Lance. I haven't mentioned Trey Lance. But but Zach Wilson, his stats dwarf everybody else's. Uh, Matt Jones is close. The two guys that I thought Pickles would have the most learning curve, the two guys I thought that probably would struggle the most are the ones that are succeeding the most. Zach Wilson hasn't been sacked in this playoff in these two games. He's throwing BBs out there. And I'm trying to see get a hold of his stats here. He looks better. He moves in the pocket better than a second-year player. Than, um, than Tua right now. Uh, Zach Wilson is, from, you think about it, the, the, the national media, your Colin Cowherds of the world, uh, a lot of your NFL guys, they look at him as an undersized guy. That they, uh, The Jets with Joe Douglas, the general manager, and, of course, Robert Salai, the uh, head coach there, uh, they look at, at this as a, as a reach. Uh, this guy's only played a little bit over a year out of BYU, you know? And, of course, they're using Sean McVay's system. It's a little bit of a West Coast type of system and a zone run type of system. You got a little bit of uh, Cal Shanahan, but he is by far, he is by far uh, uh, translated better than anybody else. And, and I don't think it's just preseason hype, you know. I, th I think when you got a player like that, remember, uh, a few years ago, a lot of these national guys as well were, other than Mel Kuyper, were mocking this big, slow guy. Uh, not really slow. He's pretty quick, actually. But he is a um, low completion percentage guy out of Wyoming. Uh, he, he just, you know, he didn't do this against this team. 
Uh, he's got a strong arm, but his completion percentage is low. He lost to teams with much better player. Uh, he lost every big game he's played in uh, at Wyoming. And now that was Josh Allen. Josh Allen, as of today, Pickles, is my MVP of this year. I, I, th- I think he's going to win the MVP. I'm trying to see if I can find some of his stats here. Uh, going back to um, going back to, to uh, Zach Wilson. But I'll say this. The guy ha- ha- has profoundly outperformed uh, anybody. I-, I saved him. His, it's like 137, his, his completion percentage. Uh, zero sacks, pickles. Zero interceptions. Uh, the guy's going in his throwing motion as soon as he's snapping the ball. But he, he, he's outplayed Trevor Lawrence, okay? And speaking of Trevor Lawrence, okay, a lot of criticism have come about how Urban Myers handled this situation. Uh, a lot of criticism has already came about of the two off uh, the two guys that are in, uh, in charge of the offense, the passing coordinator and the offensive. When, when do we have a passing coordinator? Didn't you have a quarterback coach, Pickles? And then you have an, a, an, an offensive coordinator. They're starting to add these positions. But my point is, these are two guys. One of them is Schottenheimer's son, Brian Schottenheimer. And the other one is a guy who also used to play Pickles with uh, Coach Russell Wilson in a very vanilla, old-school, dated uh, offensive scheme. He's already getting that type of uh, criticism. And that is, of course, Urban Meyer. This is Now, this is the same thing that um, I said last week, and I want to reiterate that, and it may be the scheme, Pickles, that Trevor Lawrence still thinks he is at Clemson. He think I'm I'm counting the the one one thousands pickles, one one thousand two one thousand. Zach Wilson throws one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand sacked. Trevor Lawrence one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand four. Trevor Lawrence runs. Okay. He is about to step off. He looks like he his 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 stats pickles are very they mirror the image of Gardner Minshew. Okay. One criticism about Trevor Lawrence that I have, it's not really a criticism, it is a critique, it is an observation with players over six foot five that I have noticed. You think taller player, he can see farther down the field. He can see over the horizon. He's God. Well, the bad part about that guy, players that are that tall, Pickles, are they have a slower wind-up. They have a slower release. Anybody ever remember Brock Oswaller from the Denver Broncos? Uh, Brock Oswaller is a good point there, Pickles. Put that on the screen. Yeah, by the way, uh, Urban Meyer, I think he's for real saying that this may be a quarterback competition 
Minshew may win the competition. People think that's coach speak, okay? So Brock Osweiler, uh, for those of you who don't know, back in 2015, uh, Played a lot, played some games for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's four neck surgeries looked like a robot. Uh, he had nerve issues at the end of his career. Uh, played very hard headed, played through everything. Uh, played a few games. Peyton came in. He came in. Peyton came in. They got the Super Bowl ring. Uh, that coach Pickles uh, that's a, that took over for Texans sign this guy without even meeting him. Uh, the, the former coach of, of uh, Texans that was recently fired is now the offensive coordinator. His name will come to me here in a minute, uh, Pickles. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, anyways, so they sign this guy, and he's getting the ball knocked down. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's, he's got that lanky, slow wind-up release. And one thing you have to do in the NFL is make a decision and live with it. Don't think about it like Nick Saban would say, do it. And that's what happens. When, that's what I like about Brady. You know, Brady will, will, will take what you're uh, uh, giving. Now, Pickles, I'm thinking, I'm, trying, I'm thinking of the head coach of Texans, the guy that recently got fired. I, I, his name is slipping my mind. But... He brought in, it wasn't that offensive coordinator putting that zone block and running. It was um, that guy that used to play, Bill O'Brien. There it is, Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bill O'Brien signed Brock Osweiler without even meeting him. He should have been fired for that. But that's history. That's not my point. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is 6'6". Six, six. He, uh, he's got a little bit of that. It's not as bad as Brock Osweiler. Do you remember Pickles? Hold on. There's another guy. Used to play for the Patriots. He was a backup. He looked great at the University of Arkansas. Uh, he was a backup for the Patriots for a number of years. And I'm looking for his name right now. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Let's check this out. 15 of 20, 191 yards, two touchdowns, zero sacks. Trevor Lawrence, 15 of 31, 184 yards, no touchdown, and three sacks. Jags offensive line is ranked 22nd. The Jets is ranked 21st. So it's not an offensive line type of thing, okay? It is a... Man, where can I find this guy at? Ryan Mallet Pickles, six foot seven. Ryan Mallet uh, played for University of Arkansas. Had some off the field issues. Uh, Belichick liked him, picked him up. He backed up Tom Brady for a number of years, but he had a he had he was six seven, big slow release. Well, that when you telegraph a ball in this league, uh, the windows close fast. This is not the SEC, even though we got a lot of NFL players, and it's certainly not a an ACC league where you're, you're double digit. ACC was way, way down, way down. 
and that's my criticism. I mean, this guy could possibly be a bust. It would, if Trevor Lawrence is a bust, he would be considered one of, if not the greatest bust of all time. That's premature. I think this guy's going to figure it out. I think that uh, a lot of people have already who don't like Urban Meyer. I understand why you do not like Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, he's had a history of hiding things, uh, a lot of uh, not necessarily hiding in himself, but uh, being around scandals for his programs, whether it be Ohio State or Florida. Aaron Hernandez got in some trouble at Florida, okay? Uh, he, he slid out of it. I understand why people don't like him. I call it like I see it. I call balls and strikes. The guy wins everywhere he goes. Everything he tanks on, he wins the second year. For instance, when he went out in Florida, he was 9-3. and three. They were like 7-5 and five the, first, the year before he came out. He was 9-3, and three, but he could have been 7-5. and five. Tennessee had him beat and gave that game away. Uh, so really, it, I know they could have been eight and four, seven and five. Okay, but however, he says we got to do some changes here. We got to change X, Y, and Z about this team. He had a big long meeting with all his staff. The next year, the next year, they won a national championship. Okay. They won a national championship. Uh, first year, they were still on probation at Ohio State. He still went undefeated. The other guy lost like six games. He goes undefeated. He picks up the whole conference. Big Ten was really slow, slothful, uh, way down when he came there. Second year, I want to say, won a national championship, beat Nick Saban in the first playoff. Or it may have been the third year, but I, th I think it was the second. But so this guy wins everywhere, and, and, and you know you got your people like you're calling cowards of the world saying that that this roster's so bad, uh, it's not going to work out. I'll tell you what Urban Meyer would do. He's going to probably fire these two offensive coordinators, these offensive play callers and air quotes or offensive assistants in air quotes, and he's he's going to go out and get. A Joe Brady type of guy. That's the guy who coached Joe Burrow in college and used to coach for uh, Sean Payton and with the Saints there. Now he's the offensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he He's quick at making decisions, okay? Okay, first of all, and let me clarify something. I said he wouldn't be over here over five or six years. That's how he does that's how he does. Uh, Pickles Lemon says he is obsessed with winning. That is true. He is obsessed with winning. Uh, he's he he will make it happen. You know, uh, I did not like the fact. Now Travis Ctn's probably out. He's out three months, probably the season with his injury. I thought they should have got another offensive lineman, and they they put. Um, Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but they put a running back over uh, the other running back, Carlos Hyde. They started him over James Robertson. Well, James Robertson's the best player there. You know, James Robertson should have started over uh, Carlos Hyde. Now ETN is out. I wish they would have an offensive lineman there, perhaps receiver. 
I would prefer offensive linemen. Their offensive line is, is, is 23 to 25. So I think he's going to be okay. I think, again, I'll say it every week until it uh, gets done. They've got to shorten the stance and 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 uh, with, with Trevor Lawrence, and he's got to get rid of that football quicker. He's got to throw players open. Okay. Same thing with Justin Fields. Uh, people talking about Justin Fields. Uh, he needs a star. Yada yada yada. Okay. Well, did you guys see that hit that Justin Fields got on Saturday? I've heard two. I've heard two different uh, analysts break that down. One says that it was a offensive line thing. By the way, they're 28th in offensive line this year. They're towards the end. They're uh, It's only 32 teams. BFL's got them 28th. And Rich Eisen thinks that it was um, a rookie mistake by Fields not switching over his coverage, his protections to 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 protect that linebacker. That can't happen. That is even if even if either one is true, you've got to be able to see that as an NFL. Again, him and Trevor Lawrence are, and of course Trey Lance. This this nonsense about Jimmy Garoppolo. He don't look perfect, but. These guys are not there. The speed is not there. That's why I'm so impressed with Zach Wilson. And I'm really surprised at Mac Jones. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But let Andy Dalton, by the way, he's going to start the next preseason game, Justin Fields. Andy Dalton, according to N. Rappaport, several sources, is going to start week one. You want Andy Dalton to move those situations over. You want Andy Dalton to take that kind of hit that Justin Fields took. Those kind of hits cause neck injuries, uh, concussions, pickles, uh, uh, broken collarbones. Ask uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers about that, okay? So that was a rookie uh, rookie mistake, not knowing when to switch up. Even if you do, you've got to get rid of that ball, man. You can't take those kind of hits. And that was against a vanilla, a vanilla, Preseason defense pickles. That wasn't even a regular season schemed up defense. Okay. So those are my concerns about Fields. Play Andy Dalton. Let him get hit. His career is almost over with. Okay. He's a career backup. Uh let him let Fields learn from him just by watching him go through those reads, uh, changing his protections, getting rid of the football, uh, seeing his peripheral vision. Okay. Trey Lance, uh, yeah, I mean, he still looks okay. He doesn't look great. We know he's strong. We know he's quick. The ball pops out of his hand. Uh, yeah, the Bears' offensive line is terrible. Uh, they You're going to have to build that up. Now, there has been some talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I saw that pick six in uh, off Twitter. Uh well, the video went out ever went viral, where Darwin James picked off Jimmy Garoppolo in a scrimmage. And I also saw that ball that he threw a little bit high 
uh, in the game itself and had the interception there. I think he's just working out everything. He's probably pressing a little bit. Worst case scenario, this is a Matt Schaub type of situation. Uh, he was a backup for a few years for uh, Michael Vick. Uh, he got picked up and had a contract with the Houston Texans. Uh, he used Aaron Foster a lot. It's really smooth player. But once he lost his confidence, Pickles and Brian, and started throwing them interceptions, they turned into pick six after pick six after pick six. That could be the worst-case scenario with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to break down the NFC North here in a minute, uh, but I will tell you this. They opened up at Detroit with an emotional coach. Detroit's going to have a top-10 offensive line. They're going to have a really good running game. They're going to be pumped up and ready for the 49ers, okay? Uh, big upsets happen with, to, for bad teams all the time for opening week. The Jacksonville Jaguars won one game in 2020. They beat a playoff team. They beat a playoff team in the Indianapolis Colts in week one. If that happens, then Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to have a tough decision to make. Me, me, I say, Jimmy, hang in there. We're going to hold you all season, not unless you throw four interceptions every single game or you completely go uh, uh, or get injured. You want him to, to, to stay with that because you do not want to run this season. You do not want to run this season. Trey Lance has a great future. Hold on, let me switch out everything. Now I'm back. Okay. Remember, remember, a lot of great quarterbacks set out a year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers set out three years. Patrick Mahomes set out a year. I believe in let's stop rushing things. Let these guys sit out. I don't think Justin, I think Justin Fields is probably going to set out four or five games, probably after week four as what I'm hearing from other analysts. And that's probably true. But by then, he'll get to see live action, film, up close and personal. He'll get to break it down uh, and, and let that happen. But remember, their offensive line is not that good. Uh, but Garoppolo would have to be absolutely terrible for me to pull him, um, for me to pull him when this team is that good, Okay. They've got the they got a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. They can win the Super Bowl. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I totally get off social media. I don't pay attention to any of that noise. Okay. Okay. Speaking of others, Cam Newton. Okay, Cam Newton. But there was some kind of uh, there. You go. Good. Good transition there, Brian. Now, this is a report about Cam Newton. There was some kind of misunderstanding with how he can get tested for the uh, COVID or whatever. So, long story short, he's out five days. Okay, there's a story out of New England. This is from the Colin Cowherd Show. Uh, and he and I'm going to play this soundbite here in just a second on Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. 
because nobody wanted the story to be leaked. All right. So um, people can keep secrets. Right. We all know you have something in your life that you'll never let out. I've got a couple. Joy's perfect. So she didn't have any. But the point <laughs> is, we all have secrets we don't let out. So when stuff gets out, somebody wanted it out. Sources in New England saying there's a level of frustration internally with Cam Newton. It has opened the window for Mac Jones. They want that out there. New England wants that out there. You know why New England wants it out there? Because when they move off Cam, hey, we gave him a chance. There's some truth to that. But let me tell you guys something. I know how Bill Belichick thinks, okay? Uh, Bill Belichick wants to win. We have a coach here in Nashville that used to play linebacker for the New England Patriots that called two touchdowns that I know of, that I've personally seen as a linebacker and lined up as a tight end. He will do whatever it takes to win, okay? Yes, Mac Jones has exceeded my expectations. He's had the second best, uh, other than Zach Wilson, preseason. He's reading defenses at a high level. Uh, the fact that he went to Alabama, that's a big strike against him because these big school quarterbacks have it so easy because they have such a good team around them. That being said, that being said, you have another element there. You have a guy that I think his all-time leader in rushing touchdowns from like the two-yard line is Cam Newton. They're wanting to keep that in their offense. I see a Taysom Hill, Drew Brees type of situation. I think they probably uh, play Cam early. Now, people are saying he's missing five games. Week one is two weeks away. It's not Sunday, guys. So it's two weeks away. Uh, Cam... The knock on Cam is he doesn't put enough work in his actual game. He works hard physically. He's a specimen. Uh, he has a strong endurance for pain. Uh, I watched the All or Nothing uh, series on Carolina. Again, not I don't, Amazon don't pay me, but they should. It's a great series. I love it. Uh, the one for Dallas is really good. The one from the Eagles is really good. The one for the Carolina Panthers is really good. Uh, a lot of it is uh, Cam Newton uh, with style. He's showing off his suits and stuff and fashion and showing him getting a haircut and eating and working out physically. None of it is about game film. None of it shows him throwing, working with his receivers. None of it shows him talking to the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator. None of that's shown in. This is a, th Brian, this is a uh, series that goes on the entire season. This is nothing like, this is way better than Hard Knocks. Love Hard Knocks. I've got Hard Knocks recorded. This goes on the whole season. Ron Rivera coached the guy to a Super Bowl, 15 and 1. The guy gets the, uh, uh, Cam Newton gets shoulder surgery. He gets healthy. Ron Rivera takes the Washington job. They need a quarterback. And he don't take Cam Newton. He doesn't take Cam Newton. Now, he's signing for nothing. Uh, my guess is they play him for a couple weeks. Mac Jones comes in probably four or five weeks in. 
I'd kind of like to see Mac Jones if Belichick is confident enough to play in the, the Tampa game in week four. I would love to see that. I think, I think that the Patriots will be 3-0 at that point. It just depends on what they want to use. My point is, I think Cam stays on the team. Uh, Jones may start. Cam come in for situational duties. That would be my uh, – Cam starts the season. Uh, three to five games in, uh, Mac Jones takes over as a starter because he does more of what Brady used to do, what uh, McDaniels likes to call, the offense they like to run. Then you throw in Cam on situational things, and you got yourself a playoff team. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. You saw what they did against Philadelphia. I know Philadelphia is bad. I get it. But that defense is going to be good like that all year. They won seven games, I want to say. And Cam got COVID. They had all those opt-outs. They took the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to the fourth quarter. The best quarterback in the league. The best offense in the league. You take them to the fourth quarter with your banged-up team. Now, they fell apart towards the end because they just couldn't hold up. They couldn't move the ball enough. Uh, I think they're going to be good. So that's my situation. I would not cut Cam if I like Mac Jones better. I would not cut Cam. So anyways, all righty then. Okay, Tua. A lot of talk about Tua. Uh, you know, I know he's had a better, he has had a, uh, he's had a better game, but I'll say this, this is why I'm leaning on not, not pickles, putting them in the playoffs next year, this coming up year. I'm going to be talking the NFC North here in a few minutes. Okay. But. People are talking about how good a game he had against Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the worst defenses in the league, okay? And you look at his decision-making and his ability not to get out of, out of, out of uh, pressure. Now, remember, the Jets, by the way, the Jets will beat them one game. The Jets will split with Miami. I know that sounds crazy, a hot take. Jets got a pretty good defensive line. Just got a quarterback gets rid of the football. Remember, they've got Corey Davis now, who's having a great preseason. And I think that uh, guy they got out of Ole Miss, I think he's injured, but he was having a good pre uh, camp before that. And uh, I think the Jets will probably split with them. They got to play the Patriots twice, Buffalo twice, uh, Miami, of course, the Jets. And I think they'll split with the Jets. They've also got to play Tampa, Baltimore, and on the road at Tennessee off of a Monday night game. So uh, their, their offensive line, by the way, is also down there. It's like 30th, you know, uh, 28th, something like that. 30, this is PFF. Uh, the Giants. PFF has their offensive line 32nd. 
31st pickles is like Pittsburgh or somebody. But I, I may have to amend Pittsburgh a little bit because of their pass rush. But so I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I know they got a good defense in Miami, but the Jets are better, you know? Uh, New England, way back. Remember, New England beat Miami last year. Buffalo beat them last year. Buffalo's one of the best teams in the league. Buffalo's hit on their draft picks. They've got an offensive lineman coming back from from the hold uh, from the uh, whatever you call it opt out and a defensive lineman for the opt out, and they got an MVP candidate. I think he's going to win it, Josh Allen. Okay, so. I'm not sure about putting this Miami team in the playoffs. I think that they're probably going to regret not taking a Trey Lance in the draft. So that's something we're going to have to um, have to monitor. And I'm going to break down every game and study it before I make a uh, before I make a prediction. But I will say this: Pittsburgh uh, again. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They are close to the they're the Texans are 22nd. I want to say they're like 28th offensive line. Okay. Um, excuse me, 31st. But they had the first defensive line, according to Pro Football. We know they got TJ Watt, uh, Cameron Hayward. Uh, Melvin Ingram looks, uh, you guys remember Melvin Ingram used to play with the Chargers, got hurt last year. He's healthy and flying off the line of scrimmage. This is what I like about what I've seen from them so far. Uh, Najee Harris and, um, this guy that was there, I didn't write his name down, but, uh, McFarland, Anthony McFarland Jr. It's 95 yards through the screen game. Uh, that's Booger McFarland's son from Maryland. Uh, I thought he was going to have a good rookie year. He looks to have the game speed down. So they had 78 yards rushing. That's big for Pittsburgh. I may put them in as a wild card, and I thought I didn't have them in the playoffs. I may possibly have Pittsburgh in as a wild card. No, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at um, at Alabama. He was fired. Baby Booger. Baby Booger. Yeah. So, Najee Harris, Alabama running back. And you've got um, Anthony McFarlane. Both pass catchers, those guys need to run the football. Only way I see them making it with that practically rebuilt offensive line with a lot of guys that aren't as good as the guys they got rid of is they're going to have to be a 70-30 run first screen. They've got Matt Canada. They've got a different offensive coordinator. they got a better offensive coordinator. Uh, we're going to see. But they're going, they got the best defensive line in football, according to PFF, and Quite frankly, that's probably true. And then you've got Devin Bush's back at linebacker. Okay. Uh, Joe Hayden back. Steven Nelson. Uh, really good secondary. Well, this team went 11-0 last year. 
but they fell apart and they couldn't run the ball at the end. Now that line is that much worse. I, I haven't made my mind up yet, but I've liked what I've seen that they've done through camp, and I've seen their offensive philosophy. Uh, if they can keep Ben from getting hit, their defense will always keep them in the game with that front seven. They're not better than Cleveland. Cleveland, for the record, also PFL, number one offensive line in the NFL coming in. They were number one last year. They have the best duo running backs in the country, in my opinion. Uh, number 11 defensive line, which is up from last year. It was closer to 15 to 20 coming in. Number three, secondary. Okay. They have a coach of the year coach coming back. $64,000 question. I talk about this every week is Baker Mayfield. Is he going to try to win the big contract on every throw? They also have Odell Beckham back. They're a lot better on paper. I got them winning the AFC North. Possibly having a 1C Pickles in the NFL, in the AFC, in the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns. They're going to be good. Okay? But the Steelers, the Steelers, what this looks like is it's going to be tough for for, uh, uh, Baltimore. Uh, they've got their top three wide receivers that are injured. Their number one draft pick's not even going to be there the first month. The guy they got from Minnesota, the draft pick, Sammy Watkins is hurt. Hollywood Brown's hurt. Uh, Marlon Humphrey seems to be hurt. Uh, their tight end, Mark Andrews, had to go to the hospital for dehydration. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, they may get beaten week one against the Raiders. They may get upset there. So, uh, Baltimore may be in trouble this year. He very well may be in trouble. Okay, where am I going to go from here? You know what? I'm going to finish up on football uh, football stories ever. But you guys are getting a great show tonight, huh? You are getting a really, really good show. Uh, okay, Floyd Reese. Floyd Reese passed away, former general manager of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, died of cancer. 74, I thought it was 73, but I, I put down 74 here. Uh, Floyd Reese, big architect, been with that organization for like 16 years or something as a general manager of Tennessee Titans slash Houston Orders. Drafted Steve McNair, drafted Eddie George, drafted Javon Curse. Um, once Tennessee... Got rid of him. He butted heads with Jeff Fisher. And Fisher was always been a politician. Got on Bud Adams' good side. And Floyd Reese walked away. After that, and this all really came about over Vince Young. Uh, really, Bud Adams won Vince Young. Okay. Floyd Reese moved on. Tennessee's drafting. Uh, uh, was terrible for, for years until Fisher got fired. And two or three coaches and general managers and presidents later. Then we got John Robertson and Mike Rabel. Two guys that are, uh, you know, got things rolling. Speaking of Rabel, double vaccinated, by the way. Mike Rabel's been double vaccinated and he got COVID, you know. And they're making a big deal about, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about Burrow. Yeah, and uh, I don't like this th- these policies that the NFL. I understand if 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 you got enough too many players, you can't field a team. They don't want to reschedule the game. The show must go on. But this close contact crap, you know, it, it, it okay. If you're negative, you play it. Uh, okay, Saturday, test the player. Sleep at. Uh, I test the player before he walks in the game. If you really want to do it, test the player. You know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the Vince Young thing. Anyways, but yeah, Brian's talking about Burrow uh, talking playoffs. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow. He's a little gun shy coming back from MCL, ACL tear. Uh, I'm also hearing that Jamar Chase is uh, number one draft pick out of LSU. They should have took Panay Sewell. They should have put Panay Sewell. They should have took Panay Sewell. They're also 25th on offensive line. They went against Washington, the number two, and uh, got him destroyed by, by Chase Young. So uh, they're going to be better. It's going to take him a few games, but uh, they're also not going to be an easy out. So it's going to be a strong division. The AFC North is going to be tough. Uh, Thoughts and prayers with the Reese family. That's all I have to say about it. I think he was a much underrated. uh, Bill Belichick put a nice note out about him. Uh, Guy's been around the league probably 40 years plus. uh, Floyd Reese. I noticed that he stepped down a year ago from a local sports talk job. I thought it was the young kid who was getting on his nerves, but really he had some kind of cancer pickles. But uh, that's a very sad, unfortunate situation. Okay, uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC will be aligning. Uh, Penn State's, uh, I read this from the Athletic Reporting, Penn State AD Sandy Barber, an article from the Athletic took a shot at the SEC saying, that we put a lot on gradu- uh, graduation and ethics and and and, and um, academics, yada yada yada. Uh, she took a, but I'll say this: the fact that the ACC is aligning with the Big Ten and Pac-12, that's better football. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but I just don't want to see. Tennessee play Bowling Green. That's who they play on Labor Day weekend. Uh, I want to see more, Brian, Penn State, uh, Wisconsin play. I want to see more, this is opening weekend, Clemson and Georgia play. I would love to see Oregon and uh, Ohio State play, which they do in week two, I think. Washington. Uh, play uh, Clemson, perhaps. Uh, you know, nothing against Marshall, nothing against Rice. Uh, but that, that you know, if I didn't go to Louis, Louisiana Lafayette, I went to Austin P. I don't want to see Austin P. Uh, play Tennessee, you know? Raiders and Chargers game. Yeah. But you know what, Brian? I lived on the West Coast for about six weeks, man. I love watching those games come on at 10 o'clock instead of noon, man. I thought that was awesome. But anyways, okay. Okay, we got Tua out of the way. 
Jameis Winston, yes, he should get the start over Taysom Hill. Uh, not sure how Winston's going to work out. Everybody likes that pass that went to Marquez Callaway. But I'll say this, it was in double coverage. Uh, we'll see how Winston plays out. I hope the best for Winston. Winston is a better player than Marcus Mariota, the guy Tennessee took it to. I'll say that. He is a much better player than that. Uh, he definitely should get the starting job over Taysom Hill. I'm not sure uh, if they're going to keep Winston, but I will say this. They're probably going to be somewhat competitive. They're going to fall short, and they'll probably be looking for a quarterback next year. I would probably take a guy like Winston uh, as a backup. Uh, I, I still think he's got the talent to do it. I like the sacrifice he's done. He's in better shape. He's committed. Uh, the talent's there. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure if he can get out of all his bad habits at this age in the game. Okay, where am I at on time? You guys are getting a really good show today. All right. Uh, I got seven minutes. We'll get started. Speaking of the Bears, okay, you've heard my piece. Play Andy Dalton uh, as much as you can. Let him get blasted by uh, the bad offensive line play. And I'm reading this Lindy's Magazine, by the way. Not to brag, but I smoke these guys every year in their picks. Every year. I mean, I'm right and they're wrong. They just got a magazine. Okay. So they've got Matt Nagy on the hot seat. Now, I'm saying Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace is a guy that traded up to get Mitch Trubisky in uh, the draft a few years ago instead of Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Okay? He's also got $17 million tied up in backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles. $7 million, 6.6 and some change. And then you've got $10 million and a guarantee to Andy Dalton? Why didn't you just work with Nick Foles? You're already paying him. So then you take these other draft picks and then you move up again and get Justin Fields just to hang on to your job. Right, Brian. They'll both probably be gone. I would give Matt Nagy because I like his schemes a little bit better. Another year with the new general manager and Justin Fields. But Ryan Pace should have probably been canned yesterday. Okay? So, the Bears. What else did I put about the Bears? Um, the Bears made a trade. with the They traded away the Oakland, to, to the Raiders. Uh, they gave a couple draft picks to the Raiders for... Uh, the Raiders gave them a couple of first-round picks for uh, uh, they gave that uh, for Cleo Mack. Now, now in the off-season, you guys remember when I said on here on Sports Scope? Remember what I said? Why this is why I'm the best in the country. You guys can look this up. I said the Bears won that trade. They did win that trade. Uh, or excuse me. Uh, uh, the Raiders won that uh, uh, Bear, the Bears got they did win that trade. They won the trade with Cleo Mack. Okay. Cleo Mack is playing at an all pro level. Uh, those players hadn't really panned out 
that the Raiders got in that trade other than Josh Jacobs. Edge rusher, running back. Edge rushers are harder to find in running back. Like Josh Jacobs, you can find a run, good running back in the second round, third round. James Robertson wouldn't even draft it, guys. Okay? Then they try to get him back, the Raiders. They tried to get Cleo Mack. So I guess Ron Pace, you got to give him credit for that. Mike Mayock tried to get uh, Cleo Mack back. Well, now the Raiders have extended Cleo Mack. They've got him a few more years. So they're okay there. And then, of course, they did uh, Rashawn. Um, I can't remember the guy. Actually, I, I can remember his name because I got his name right here. Let's see. Linebacker Robert Quinn. Uh, Raekwon Smith. Raekwon Smith. They got a good pass rush. Now, I didn't like the fact that they lost Cal Fuller to the Denver Broncos, but they've got an offensive line problem. They're ranked towards the bottom. Miami, ranked towards the bottom. Uh, Miami, Pittsburgh, bad offensive line. The Giants, 32nd. That's why I don't have them in the playoffs, man. Daniel Jones, he fumbles too much. So, anyways... I have this team not making the playoffs. They've got a horrendous schedule, by the way. I mean, they open up against they're at the L.A. Rams, a healthy round team against Aaron Donald. Are you going to put Justin Fields against Aaron Donald? Are you going to put Justin Fields against Aaron Donald? No. You're going to let um, let Andy Dalton, the redheaded stepchild there, get beat up by Aaron Donald. Okay. So then they come back home. They got Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati. Uh, they got a great pass rush. They'll be all over Burrow that game. And then they got to go play at Cleveland. I got Cleveland going a long ways this year, guys. Uh, you don't want Justin Fields playing against Cleveland. And then in week four, they got Detroit at home. That's where a lot of the uh, pro, uh, pronosticators, whatever you want to call it, a lot of the uh, experts say that would be a good one. Or, or bring him in uh, after Pittsburgh, which is November the 8th. They have a bye week, and then they play Baltimore. Bring him in after the bye week. We're like eight, nine games in. Usually, that, that would be my recommendation. If you want to bring him in week four home against Detroit, uh, hopefully if you got a, a, a healthy David Montgomery, run the ball, maybe you can beat Detroit, okay? But I've got them losing. I mean, they got to play Green Bay at home. They got to play Green. They'll lose both Green Bay games. They'll lose at Tampa Bay on the 24th of October. They got San Francisco on Halloween. They'll lose that. Then they got to play at Pittsburgh on Monday night, just before their bye week. Uh, Pittsburgh and their pass rush probably win that game if Ben's upright or lose that game, excuse me. And then they got Baltimore. Then that Detroit on Thanksgiving, I think they'll lose that game. At Green Bay, that's the 12th. Uh, at Seattle, the 26th day after Christmas, Pickles. Uh, Giants in that Minnesota. So, uh, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I got them with how many losses here? Let's see. One, two, three, four. Let me change out my... Well, I think they're probably... A seven and ten, 
uh, eight, nine type of uh, – remember, it's 17 games. Hold on, folks. So the Bears are, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll probably make a change there. I would imagine that they'll uh, – I remember I called it uh, Bat Patricia get fired last year, and I think he will get fired. Uh, I was right about that. You know, Denver or Detroit fired him. Excuse me, guys. I got to get something to drink. I'm a motor mouth here. Yeah. Brian said, hell no, Donald, Donald can have the W. Right, right. Uh, the Rams are going to be world beaters early. Even though they did lose another running back, they're going to have to go out and get somebody. Uh, I think they're going to win that game. They got much better offense, better up front defensively. And it's at L.A., okay? So I got them losing that Ram game. I got them losing to Cle at Cleveland. That's two losses there. Uh, both Green Bay games, that's four. At Tampa, that's five. San Francisco, at six. Pittsburgh, that's seven losses. Uh, at least one. It's eight losses to Minnesota. And then at uh, nine losses at Seattle. So, yeah, they're like an eight and nine team. Probably do away with uh, the clean slate. I hope that they keep Nagy around. But I would uh, totally understand if they decided, guys, to clean house. Let's see if I have any other notes for them. Uh, yep. Uh, 28 PFL, 7 and 10 to 9 and 8. That was what I had on my notes. Okay, Pittsburgh. Now, again, last year, uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Had them firing. If you guys go back and listen to my predictions, you can find them. Uh, you can look up Sportscope on Spotify, uh, or you can look it up here on Facebook. Uh, I talk about the NFC. Listen, it's all everything's dated. They had Patricia getting fired last year, so they have Dan Campbell now. Dan Campbell is a rah rah emotional guy up high, down low uh, type of guy. Uh, if you guys recall, a few years ago, I want to say back in 2015, Pickles, uh, he took over for Joe Philman with the Miami Dolphins, and they played like a house of fire the first couple games. Then they fell off, and then the Dolphins decided not to hire this guy. Uh they end up hiring somebody else. And then, ultimately, they've got Brian Flores doing a pretty good job. So, Matt Campbell's been like a tight ends coach ever since. He comes over from the Saints. Uh, These teams are going to be high and low. Now, they don't have any really good skilled players. Uh, Rashid Perriman is their best wide receivers. Now, I do like TJ Hawkinson. And I do like their offensive line, guys. They drafted Panay Sewell. Uh, they had a good offensive line coming in. They have a top 10. Actually, their offensive line is ranked 10th in the league coming in. So I do think, what is that, Trey Flowers? Let me see who they got there. Or is he a defensive line? I can't remember. Yeah, Flowers is our defensive guy. Um but, yeah, guys like uh, Taylor Deckard, 
signed an extension in the offseason. Panay Sewell, Frank Ragnew. These guys are pretty good, okay? TJ Hawkinson, uh, their star is going to be at tight end. Now, I've told this to my dad the other day. DeAndre Swift, remember, you've got a former running back, uh, Anthony Lynn, used to be head coach of the Chargers. He's your offensive coordinator. DeAndre Swift could have a huge year in Detroit. If it's me, fantasy guys, and I'm giving him the ball in the backfield, he's getting 25 to 32 touches a game through the air in between the tackles, okay? Uh, the problem is they're like 32nd defense, and they didn't really do anything to upgrade their defense. But I do think, I do think this team could possibly upset the 49ers in week one. They got a home game, emotional, rah-rah guy, physical team like this, getting the team coming in the central time zone for that early start time. That can cause a lot of ruckus between keeping Jimmy Garoppolo or going to Trey Lance. That could happen. That could happen in week one. However, uh, I don't really have them doing a whole lot this year. They're Detroit guys. I mean, Matt, I mean, Dan Campbell, come on, really? They're probably 4 and 13, 5 and 12. I got them behind, like, Houston's probably going to get the number one pick. Uh, perhaps Philadelphia is going to be in there in the top five. Uh, Detroit and Jacksonville probably round out your top five, but Swift would be my, yeah, good call, Pickles. He would be an Arian Foster, uh, dump the ball off to in the flat, uh, giving the ball up the middle. He's way better than Carrion Johnson. Last year, they wanted to bring in AP, Adrian Peterson, 150 years old in football years on uh, uh, goal line. And really, they should have just stayed with uh, DeAndre Swift. They would have got more touchdowns. So they're going to be good there. They need some more receivers. Uh, again, uh, Bashard Perriman is probably not a number one receiver. Tyrell Williams is more of a deep threat. They don't have a true number one receiver. They have Jared Goff in the trade. They got a lot of draft picks. Uh, they have an out for Jared Goff. Uh, I would be a heavy run team. And uh, I would blitz a lot on defense. Uh, Jeff Oku was like the number four pick cornerback uh, from Ohio State. He's got a lot he needs to prove this year in the secondary. But other than that, no real pass rush, uh, no real dominant players on defense. That's something they're going to have to get better at next draft. They need another Adamican Sue type of player, Pickles. But either way, they're not going to be 0-16 or nothing like that. Uh, who did I have them even beating this year? Okay. I think that they can beat. They've got Philadelphia at home this year. They got Chicago on Thanksgiving at home. I think Chicago will be a train wreck by then. They could probably beat Chicago. They got Arizona at home, you know. So uh, And they got Cincinnati at home. So they can win all those games. And they may be able to upset, uh, I want to say that they upset Chicago last year. And they upset Arizona at Arizona last year. Uh, they could beat Arizona. Arizona's poorly coached, guys. Okay? And that's another guy that will probably get canned. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, look for him to be canned next year for the Arizona 
Cardinals. Okay. Okay, Green Bay. Now, Green Bay, I know, I understand we have a lot going on in Green Bay. Finally got Aaron Rodgers back. Man, I beat that dead horse uh, with the stick. But my thing about Green Bay is Green Bay had a great schedule last year. They don't have that much of a good schedule this year. Uh, David Bakhtiari might not be back for the month of September, okay? And the month of September, uh, they got to play the 49ers. And they have to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number one pass rush in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. They got to play at New Orleans. They'll go down there and smoke them like a cigar. Then they got Detroit on Monday night. Well, do you know what they got to do after Detroit? They got to go play San Francisco at San Francisco on a short week. A fully healthy San Francisco team. The 49ers are going to beat them in that game. Then they got to come home and play Pittsburgh. Again, Aaron Rodgers is taking up all this cap room. And they brought in a guy, $10 million of Randall Cobb, when they drafted Amari Rodgers for portion that. They needed defense, and they needed help on that offensive line, which they got neither, okay? Uh, All-pro center, let him go uh, play for Arizona somewhere. Or, no, the Chargers. He went to, Corey Lindsey went to the Chargers. So, that don't bowl well. When you're playing these kind of pass rushes, again, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Nick Bosa's back, T.J. Watt. That uh, I mentioned, they got to play Cleveland, a team that I could have possibly as a one seed in the AFC. Uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Jadavion Clowney, Malik Jackson. Yeah. I like Cleveland that game. That is that is in um that is in Lambeau Field. The reason why I got them Cleveland beating them because they got to play at Baltimore the week before that. Now back TR may be back by then. That is uh in December. But even if he was back, they got to play at Kansas City. Okay? They play the Rams. I mean, it, it it's a you know, if Aaron Donald's out, yeah, they beat the Rams. They beat them last time McDonald's out. But I'm telling you, I think they're probably a 10 and 7, 11 and 16. Okay. Uh it's gonna be hard to do that again, what they did the last two years. Their window was then. And they didn't make the proper upgrade. I understand why Rogers was irritated. When you get ran on like that, like the 49ers did in the NFC Championship game, your general manager's got to go out and say, we're going to get the biggest guys we can find in free agency to stop that embarrassment from happening again. That's what John Elway did with the Denver Broncos when he saw that not just Peyton got blown up in that game, he saw their defense got blown up in that game. And he went out and got some players. And, of course, a couple of years later, they beat the Carolina Panthers and won the Super Bowl, okay? Now, unlike unlike uh, Green Bay, I've got Green Bay back in the playoffs. Minnesota was 7-9 and nine last year. You know what my prediction was in Minnesota? I'm looking at my old uh, last year, 8-8. Eight and eight. Why? 
because last year they lost Xavier Rhodes. Uh, they they got guys. They lost guys in free agency. They had one of the youngest secondaries in the NFL starting the season last year. Okay. They did make a good move and got rid of uh, Stephon Diggs. Justin Jefferson turned out to be a pretty good player. But they were guys like Everson Griffin, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Harris, during the season last year, Minnesota, Harrison Smith got hurt. Mike Hughes got hurt. Youngest secondary in the league. Now, look what they did this year. Listen. Dalvin Thompson, defensive tackle from the Giants. Giants couldn't afford him. 31-year-old Patrick Peterson. He wanted out of Arizona. Still in his prime. Got him at cornerback instead of a kid. Okay. Um, Rashad Breland. Uh, I don't know why Kansas City let him walk. He was great. 29-year-old veteran cornerback, Rashawn Breedland. Okay? They've also picked up Sheldon Richardson. He was a cap casualty from Cleveland. So they've got Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle. Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle. Okay? And you look at their offensive line. Their offensive line is ranked pretty low as well. They drafted uh, this guy out of, um, I want to say it's Virginia Tech, but he also got higher grades. Darrison Crenshaw out of Virginia Tech. And I think Irv Smith will have a breakout year at tight end. The rookie from uh, Alabama last year. I think Justin Jefferson takes another step forward. You still got Adam Thielen there. You still got Dalvin Cook, one of the best. This team went up to Green Bay and beat Green Bay in Green Bay last year with all those injuries on defense. I mean, these guys at linebacker, Eddie Kendricks, Anthony Barr was hurt last year. All those players will be back this year. All those players. And they brought back Everson Griffin this year. I think this is the best defense since 2017 when they went 13 and 3. I don't think they're going to go 13 and 3 this year. That was with Casey Keenum. He's now the backup at Cleveland. I think this team will probably go 11 and 6 and they will they will beat out Green Bay in a tiebreaker, they will bring out Green Bay in a tiebreaker to win the NFC North. Green Bay makes it as a wild card this year. But they have a murder's roll schedule. This Minnesota team at Cincinnati, at Arizona, Seattle at home, Cleveland at home, Detroit at home, at Carolina, I mean, they can win all them games, except for maybe Cleveland. They got Dallas at home this year, off of bye week. Dallas played them off of bye week and beat them last year. They beat Dallas this year off of bye week. Uh, they got Pittsburgh in Minnesota, but it's Thursday in Minnesota, so I like Minnesota in that game. 
I like Minnesota's pass rush. Uh, the Bears, I think they beat the Bears. They got the Rams at home late in the season. The Rams are going to be falling apart by them because they're not a deep team. This is in December 26th. They're going to beat the Rams in Minnesota December the 26th. Then at Green Bay and at Chicago at home. So they're going to split with Green Bay. But I think they're going to be a game better. And they're going to beat Green Bay. Travis, I'm sorry. Nothing personal. My friend from Wisconsin, Miss Roof from Milwaukee. Uh, You've done nothing to get better in Green Bay. Uh, Mike Zimber's on a hot seat, but these players like to play for Mike Zimber. They're coming to Minnesota to play for a discount price. Now, Kirk Cousins could hold up. Uh, He's not vaccinated. Uh, These ridiculous close contact rules that the NFL has could halt them uh, from getting that playoffs uh, berth. If he's hurt or something, or if he's held out because of that, then they put Keelan Mond in there, which probably be the starter in a year or two. Hopefully he is. If you're a Vikings fan, you don't want to pay Kirk Cousins 35. You want to pay this guy one or two million and, and, and possibly be the next Dak Prescott uh, to come in there. But Cousins is the kind of guy that he don't go out a lot, married, two, three kids, like my dad would say, milkshake drinker, uh, ever throw early, don't get out, probably be okay, but that's no guarantee. He's kind of an anti-vaxxer, you know. Uh, that could hold him back. But you seen that defensive personnel I named? This is a veteran defense. These guys are going to be communicating. They're going to have the running game. They're going to have two receivers they can depend on. I think they're going to be better at tight end. They're going to be better as down the stretch at offensive line. And they're going to travel well. So I like them to win this division. I'm not lot. I don't saying get to the Super Bowl or anything. I think Tampa's got a clear cut to get back there. 31st schedule in in the nation, Uh, the easiest. uh, All their starters, even all their backups back, Tampa, uh, you know. But I I will get into the South on Thursday. But, again, uh, probably Klaus will be cleaned in in, in Chicago, as far as NFC North. Uh, Detroit. May upset somebody, may upset the the 49ers. They're going to run the ball well. They're not going to be able to stop anybody. Golf is going to have a better year than expected. And they're going to be a fun team to watch. And Green Bay's not going to be as good as they have been in the past. I don't know if they even found a cornerback to play opposite of Jairus Alexander, which now probably is the best cornerback in the league. But you got your tackle out possibly the first month. You don't have your center. Uh, team's going to be able to run on you. Much more harder schedule. It's just too many dominoes. Too much is going against Green Bay this year. And all those upgrades on Minnesota, again, they beat they beat Green Bay last year with a depleted team. This team will be much healthier this year. I nailed, I was off by one game for Minnesota last year. 
This year, I'm saying 11 and 6. Uh, and they're going to win the North. That's my prediction. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we can listen to Lizzo. So if you guys like the show, share the show. You got an hour and 19 minutes out of me. Try doing that. Try working 12 hours and doing uh, talking for an hour. I did a three-hour-plus show today if I was a radio show. Everything I did, if you did uh, news highlights, if you did uh, people calling in, that is three-hour show, commercial-free, and an and, uh, hour and 20 minutes. Yes, I'm the best in the country. If you want to contribute to the show, go to the Z-E-L-L-E app. Thank you, Pickles. And you can donate there. Please like the show, share the show. For those of you that are liking me on YouTube, if you feel sorry for me and you feel like you got to like me, and then when I come off tomorrow and I always watch the replay of the show, and then you unlike me, don't do that. Just don't like my show, okay? Somebody keeps doing that. I don't know who keeps doing that, but... If you're going to be a hater, just be a hater straight up, you know? Don't like it from the get-go. If you got haters, that means you're doing something, right? So I'll be back on Thursday. We'll be talking about the NFC South. Uh, Carolina might get into the playoffs this year, you know? And uh, uh, Carolina could get into the uh, playoffs. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be good offensively. They'll be better defensively as the season goes along, but they're probably going to trade quarterbacks, okay? And the Saints, all I can tell you is uh, they're not going to have Michael Thomas for the first month. They've lost offensive linemen. They've lost defensive linemen. Uh, they may have lost their mind down there. I don't know. But uh, I know Winston will be, uh, I know he'll be starting. So I will see, I'll get into more of that on Thursday, everybody. Uh, thank you uh, for watching the show tonight. Again, have a good night. I'll see you probably a few minutes before nine, and we'll be talking about that. And whatever news breaks between now and Thursday, hopefully uh, Dak Prescott will be back practicing again. I hope that Dallas gets their act together as far as that, and he's not as hurt as uh, being let on, I'm going to get off here and watch some of the recorded hard knocks. So have a good night, everybody. I'll see you around probably 10 minutes before um, 9 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast. Mm -hmm.